Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Welcome to the program, listeners. Tyler Friel with you on WISR, 680 AM, 107.5 FM. This is Let's Talk, the half hour where we sit down and chat with various organizations, businesses, and nonprofits in our area. And we're very excited about today's show as we will welcome a new guest to the program. This is the University of Pittsburgh Alzheimer Disease Research Center. And our guest today is Melita Terry. She is the Senior Community Outreach Director. Melita, thanks for taking the time and coming in studio. Great to meet you and great to have you here on the program today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So really excited about this conversation because I think there's an opportunity for us and our listeners to learn a lot about what is known as the ADRC against the Alzheimer Disease Research Center. But as always, before we get started, we like to remind our listeners about the variety of ways that they can tune into our program. Of course, that's over the air at 680 AM and 107.5 FM. You can stream us online at WISR680.com. You can also hear us on your Alexa powered device. And if you can stick around for the full half hour, we do have you covered. You can go to WISR680.com, look under the program page and find today's conversation with the ADRC. And you can also follow along on Spotify as well as Let's Talk Streams as a podcast. So plenty of ways to listen to today's program. And you should because uh, pretty excited about learning more, always interested in learning things here on the Let's Talk program. And that's what we'll be doing today with the University of Pittsburgh Alzheimer Disease Research. Research Center, and again, our guest, Melita Terry, the Senior Community Engagement Coordinator. So let's start with this, Melita, the Alzheimer Disease Research Center. What exactly is it? So the Alzheimer's Disease Research Center is um, one of 31, 33, I'm not sure, because we've had some new people join, um, recognized centers who focus on Alzheimer's disease and uh, research. Uh, We are one of the nation's leading research centers specializing in the diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease and related disorders. It is, I think, a very well-known, as for people in this area, that the University of Pittsburgh and their commitment to healthcare and making improvements in the healthcare industry. uh, How long has this been a mission for the University of Pittsburgh, having the ADRC, uh, and how much are they really interested in learning more about this disease? So the inception of the ADRC was, believe it or not, 1985. Oh, wow. So we have um, been doing this type of work um, on trying to find, you know, a cure, uh, what is or what are um, the symptoms that are, you know, makes Alzheimer's disease, um, you know, a, a big problem mm-hmm. um, in in society. So, you know, what are the, um, is there any familiar, familial, um, excuse me, um, aspects of it? Yeah. Um, is it, are there other symptoms that are, can attribute to, um, you know, the development of Alzheimer's disease? So the work that's being done um, has really been focused towards that and you know as you work on this and you talk to people who have uh family members who have alzheimer's it's such a challenging disease for their family and you were still 
so, you know, despite the fact that the research center has been around since 1985, it still feels like we're learning new things every day about the disease. But I think, and maybe you can speak to this as well, having this ability to accumulate more data is just really important when it comes to the aspect of studying and learning more about Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so um, at our center, we do exactly that. We get, gather data um, so that the researchers, the doctors can look at um, if there's any type of common commonality um, with the research that's being done. Uh, one of the things that we offer at our center is a full comprehensive diagnostic evaluation. Um, and that's really good because what we do there, we do studies. So any person that comes into our center, they are being a part of the study, but our longitudinal study, which is the one that I just, just mentioned, um, are, is for individuals with suspected Alzheimer's disease um, and other types of memory loss or cognitive impairment. Um, so this is a really, really, really good study. And this is something that uh, one would participate year over year. So you would come once a year. Mm. Um, and do this full diagnostic evaluation. In order, in order to receive this diagnostic evaluation, do I have to have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's? No, you do not. So it's for individuals who feel that they have had some type of change in the way that they're thinking, right? Um, they see some changes that are happening, um, and these are mild changes. Um, and then you have those people who may not have any changes, who understand the importance of research, mm. and they want to be part of um, that data where there are individuals who are having, so you know when you do, you're doing research, you need to have someone who doesn't have it, and then you need to have someone who does have um, symptoms. Is my scientific uh, tech, uh, terminology correct? Is that the control group? Yes, All you right. got it right. It is the control group. So many people like, uh, for example, um, are not familiar with the term of controlling. You're exactly right. Those that is the individuals who do not have any symptoms or um, of of the disease for whatever mm -hmm. disease we're talking about. And in this instance, we're speaking of Alzheimer's disease. And I think maybe that's uh, one of the messages that people, uh, if they can take something away here, is it doesn't have to be for folks who are going through memory loss or, hey, maybe my short-term memory isn't as good as it once was. Uh, it is important for the University of Pittsburgh to accumulate data, and that includes people uh, who are everyday citizens who uh, may need to participate in this study just for the, the center's benefit, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the importance of having a control group is, is critical. It's criti critical because that way, as you mentioned, there's a basis to, for seeing what the differences are that, are, that is occurring. Um, I wanted to sh also share with you about um, the, a little bit more about the study, if okay. you will, yeah, about absolutely. the visit. Um, I would love to walk you through that. So um, there is an application that can be found on our website of www.adrc.pit.edu. Um, that a person who is interested in participating in the longitudinal study can fill out. It is an online application. Uh, probably takes about 
10 to 15 minutes because you have to get some other information. Um, once that application is completed, then it goes through two screening processes. And the screening process is just done by um, our physician assistant and um, one of the, the nurses there, and they'll make sure that everything is okay. And if they have any additional questions, they'll reach out to you. The next step is you'll be scheduled for the appointment um, in our clinic. And our uh, center is located in the Oakland area of, of Pittsburgh. Pitt Pittsburgh, yes, and one of your hospital on the fourth floor. And you'll come there, and there are about four parts of the, the, um, the visit. It takes four hours, about four and a half hours. We um, do intervention or you know, interviewed by a psychiatrist. Hmm. You're interviewed by a social worker. You're um, interviewed by the physician assistant. And you're also, um, will be in touch with a neurologist. And these are just verbal interviews? These are verbal interviews, but you will also be doing uh, neuropsych testing. Um, and so with the neuropsych testing, um, I will, full disclosure, it is uh, can be a little taxing on the brain, um, but that's how it's intended to be. Okay, so I am not familiar with what that would include. Is there an example of what, you know, you don't have to give me the neuropsych exam, but is yes. there an example of what people could <laughs> expect uh, during that? Um, you will be expected to uh, maybe recall words, recall stories, okay. um, memorizing patterns. Um, so there's a, a sequence of various types of tests test that one would be expected to go through. And then circling back to the to the interview segment, because you mentioned a psychologist, a social a social worker, a PA, what's the importance of including all three of those parties in the evaluation process? So the ADRC wants to provide not only this type of uh, full comprehensive evaluation, mm -hmm. but they also want to provide support moving forward. So in the event that an individual is um, has a diagnosis or there is something that the doctors see, um, we are able to provide support, providing that you're still in the program. And so, as I mentioned before, you come back year over year and we're able to tell if there's been a shift, as well as the individual can share with us if they have had some type of change as well. Okay, great. So we'll pick up then from the, the neuropsych exam and mm -hmm. go from there. Okay, so uh, so let's start. The first is that you see a social worker. So the okay. social worker does the um, meets with you, goes over the consent process with you. They also um, will ask some you know questions about you know your daily life. Mm -hmm. um, there, uh, the other piece is that we do require for you to have a study partner to come with you. And a study partner is someone who knows you very well that can answer questions about your health, your mood, and your behavior. And I'm sure that's for purposes as in case you are working with an Alzheimer patient as time goes on, it's important to have somebody there that can attest and stand by the patient itself. Right. So, you know, if, if you and I were brother and sisters <laughs> and um, I may see things differently and you will be able to give a may be able to give different insight. Mm, okay. I mean, so that so that's really important. Um, and it's important to note that the purpose of that is to get a full 360 view. 
um, so that all accounts can be taken you know, into the decision-making process is whether or not if this is this person's, you know, their baseline or it's not. Yeah, absolutely. So after the uh, social worker, it can either determine um, either way, psychiatrist next visit or um, going to go see the physician assistant. Okay. And what's really nice about seeing the physician assistant is that you're doing, it's a full workup. Okay. Um, from head to toe, it's not the typical going into the doctor and you, you're spending about 15 minutes. That time is designated, those health professionals are designated specifically for you when you come in. So those four hours, they are not bouncing to seeing other people. They are designated specifically for you for doing those four hours. Okay. So you're sticking with that person during the process. Yes. So we go through this mm -hmm. uh, four-hour process, mm -hmm. uh, and this is all done in one day, correct? That is correct. Okay. With the uh, other part that I did not mention is that we do require for you to have an MRI done, and that the MRI is of your brain so that the doctors can see um, what's visually, happening yeah. visually, what's happening in the brain. For uh, this entire four hours then uh, that you're with them, this is just all assessments done by either psychic or psychic, a psychologist <laughs> or physician assistant. They're the one just working with you during that entire time. That is correct. The, um, that day is really, um, you're probably spending 30, 40 minutes or more with each one. And then the testing, depending on how fast the individual can um, respond to the test, um, that could be, you know, sub subjective. Mm -hmm. um, after that is done, about four weeks later, um, before we get to four weeks later, after that's completed, then all the doctors that um, worked with the individual or tested or interviewed the, with the individual, they all go together and do what is called a consensus and where they all come together and they talk about whatever has been discovered. Mm -hmm. um, and then the family, the family or individual and their study partner is asked to come back in for a um, final. final, it's a diagnostic yeah. review of what, of, of the findings. Um, and that is reviewed with, with the family and they have the opportunity to ask any questions and, or if needed, we can provide support, um, for the individual, for the family. And maybe you can shed a little bit more light on this just because I'm a, a bit unfamiliar with it, but the, the diagnosis of Alzheimer's, um, it, again, if somebody is out there listening, they're like, well, I am having short-term memory loss. Maybe this is something that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. um, it, would they po have this possibility of learning that they do have Alzheimer's in this four-hour study? Or would there be a reference to send them somewhere else? How would that happen? We would prov help provide education okay. um, for uh, the individual and give them some insight on uh, what does it mean? Um, and then what they should be looking out for. Okay. Uh, and just help move them as we see that they, if and when they progress, because Alzheimer's disease isn't the same. For everybody. For everyone. And it can look different. Um, 
I wanted to share with you that as we talk about Alzheimer's disease, Alzheimer's disease is just one form of dementia. Mm. There are different types of dementia that can um, be seen in, a, in an individual. Uh, so there's frontal temporal dementia, there's Lewy body dementia, there's vascular dementia, there's mixed dementia, there's Parkinson's disease. Um, so all of these fall up un- fall under the umbrella of dementia. Mm. And dementia is basically, you know, cognitive decline. And again, we're here with Melita Terry, Senior Community Engagement Coordinator with University of Pittsburgh's Alzheimer Disease Research Center. Do you find that a majority of the people that participate in this evaluation are Alzheimer's patients, or are there a lot of folks who are just like you and me who are just curious about getting involved with something like this? Yeah, it's a mixture of uh, who is interested in being a part of it. Uh, We have some individuals, as mentioned before, who feel like there's some type of change, and they may not necessarily have Alzheimer's. There's a spectrum of uh, how you, you just don't go from not having Alzheimer's to having Alzheimer's. You usually start off with mild, co- mild cognitive impairment. Okay. And that's like the first in the early stages. So the important piece of this is when you feel that this change is happening to come in because early detection is really, really, really important. There are some things that, you know, we can do as individuals to you know, reduce the risk as with any other disease that happens, you know, there are things that individuals can do to reduce the risk. But once you have been, you have Alzheimer's, there is not a cure, but you can live well with Alzheimer's disease. And that's by one, by educating yourself um, and your family about the disease and how you can Uh, better support your family member. And I think that's what, you know, to me stands out about this is it may be something that's uncomfortable for people to talk about, but again, getting back to the research and the data accumulation, and this is a study, like you said, people come back once a year to participate in, correct? That is correct. And then you have this really good basis of information that is accumulated over time, which I'm sure is not only valuable to the center, but also to the individuals themselves. Yes, and this is, what I, I I call it the flagship. I'm probably I create my own words for, um, for but this is like the flagship uh, research study of our center. The good news about that is also when you are in the center, you are now open to other studies that you may be eligible for. Um, and that's that's really, really, really good news because some people it may be, um, you know, an exercise study, it may be medication, it may be a treatment trial. Um, so it opens you up to a number of different um, research studies. And I'm sure, you know, uh, again, with people being familiar with what the University of Pittsburgh is and, and what they do, uh, those other resources are quite vast and significant, I would imagine. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Again, Melita Terry, our guest, Senior Community Engagement Coordinator with the University of Pittsburgh's Alzheimer's Disease Research Center. Uh, For uh, the number of folks that have participated in this, do you see the numbers growing uh, for those who are learning about the research center? Is there a number that you guys ideally are pulling in? What does that look like in terms of participation levels? Wow, so I'm trying to recall the number of people uh, participants is what we call okay. uh, refer to them as participants that ha- were that 
were a part of our study last year, and I will say it was well over 400. Oh, wow. People. Um, so is what's nice about this is because there are specialized uh, physicians that you have the opportunity to see, we normally can, depending on how the intake is, you're in within about six months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, it, and it, it does fluctuate. I wanna be very transparent with that. It does fluctuate depending on how many applications have come in. But again, all that online is done at uh, adrc.pit.edu uh, is where you can check that out at. Uh, for when you talk with uh, maybe the participants themselves or family study partners with the participants, what's their reaction? How do they feel about this process, especially for the recurring ones that come back time and time again? What, what, what is their reaction to this? Most people are extremely you know, grateful that they have um, a resource like this in the community where they can get this type of uh, support and this type of um, information and education on what's happening with them. Um, and also we provide as a guidance of where they can go to get additional resources. Um, so they're, um, they're extremely grateful for that um and then you have a small portion that's you know sometimes any news that you get um it's not super that's encouraging. not super encouraging exactly um can be try trying uh for some families but knowing that they have us to call to give direction is um you know beneficial are there any limits on who is eligible for this? Are there any age requirements, anything like that in terms of defining eligibility? Yes, yeah, so the eligibility for the study is for uh, individuals who are 60 years or older, who, um, as I mentioned, have some small changes with their short-term memory, um, and individuals who we call controls who don't have any any concerns uh, for that. Um, now, there are some other restrictions that um, may prohibit or exclude from the, but that's in the Generally application. speaking, yeah, yes. you'll, you'll find that. So let's say I am 65. I still feel mentally sharp, but I'm interested in learning more about this. Is that is that somebody that you're interested in looking at? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, we encourage individuals to um, you know, be a part of research. research. Research is extremely important in getting to the next stage or the next cure for Alzheimer's disease. And that's what, uh, as you know, we chat for the first time uh, with the University of Pittsburgh's Alzheimer's Disease Research Center with uh, Melita Terry, our guest. Uh, our plan here on the Let's Talk show is to talk to a couple of other uh, different individuals with the center to learn more about Alzheimer's because uh, you know, it is a fascinating disease, and I, you know, say that in all sincerity because there's so much we don't know about it, it feels like, and mm -hmm. having studies like this feel like it can go a long way into helping us learn more about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, you know, there are many individuals who, when you hear Alzheimer's disease, many do not want to hear yeah. that, you know, I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and that's with air quotes. Um, and 
it's it's not about it's really not about that it's really about taking good care of yourself i always encourage individuals you know when we have something happening with our heart we go see a cardiologist you know if we have something happening with our eyes or any other part of our body we go see that doctor that specializes in that it's important to do the same thing for our brain um, a lot of times we just kind of you know put things aside and just you know like uh but when you see things it's critical that you begin to either write it down or make sure you're sharing that with your your PCP um, so that as I mentioned before, early detection is critical. And that I think maybe is one thing that maybe folks will be able to take away from us is the emphasis on data, the emphasis on information, because you know you, we can't see it right now as, as human beings, but having this information, I'm sure, is extremely critical to doctors, researchers, and everybody that's involved with this. Absolutely, absolutely. For, for you personally, Melita, uh, what led you to get into you know this venture because again i'm always amazed by people who go these routes especially when it comes to you know research or healthcare mm -hmm. or anything like that what led you to get involved with the adrc so i will say mine was divine intervention <laughs> <laughs> uh, i previously had a career in um, telecommunications management and uh someone sent the information to me and um, it wasn't my choice to be honest it wasn't my my choice it wasn't what I when I say choice what I perceive to be my trajectory if career yeah of a career um, but I can say that I'm oh so glad that I made the step into this area uh, because this is a disease that impacts everyone. Um, it doesn't exclude anyone, and there is so much, um, so many people who are impacted by it. The number, um, the number of people who get the disease is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, and so for me, I feel that I am helping educate people and providing awareness to this disease so that we can be informed and make better choices for a better way of life. And, and what would you say about the team uh, that is at the ADRC? Who are the folks that are involved with this process? Our team, our staff at, at the ADRC um, are very compassionate um, highly knowledgeable. There are people who have been there for several years, okay. maybe 30, 25 really? years, yes, who have been doing um, this work, this critical work. And, um, you know, they're just really, really passionate about um, providing resources and the assistance that's needed for those individuals who come in um, in our part of our center. As our time is uh, starting to wrap up, Melita, I think it may be uh, a good chance here to, uh, in case listeners may be just joining us, to, to kind of recap and going back to the, the comprehensive evaluation. Mm -hmm. um, as people are hearing about this and hearing, all right, maybe this is something that I'm interested in or I know a loved one or friend uh, who may be interested in pursuing this route, 
how do they go about it? You will contact, um, you can contact us at 412-692-2700 and speak with one of our lovely front desk receptionists. Or you can go directly online, which is where our applications are located at www.adrc.pit.edu. For folks who do participate uh, in, in this program, uh, one, is there any cost or uh, do they receive anything in return other than the valuable data and information? There is a compensation that is associated with our study. Uh, it is $200 for the participant and $100 for the study partner. Okay, so there's a little bit of incentive as well. There for is folks an incentive. To in this. I highly encourage people to get involved for the benefit of the study um, because it is um, information that is critical mm -hmm. uh, for you, provided that you are, um, it is the cause of the research. Yeah. So while the compensation is nice, the real benefit is the resources and the education that goes along with it. Yeah, because it's, you know, beneficial on the two-way street. It's beneficial for the participant and also beneficial for the doctors and researchers involved in this. Absolutely. And as, again, we've been saying here, the more people that get involved, that means more data, the more research, and hopefully another step to a cure. Yes. Melita Terry, Senior Community Engagement Coordinator with the University of Pittsburgh Alzheimer's Disease Research Center, making her radio debut. You, Melita. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for making the time as well. If you missed any of our program, as always, you can check it out online, WISR680.com. I'm Tyler Friel saying so long for now. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.